From the luxury suite to the bidding floor of my Gito, you're listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker adventures. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Goins, and I'm here with my co-host, Jonah Marie Macias. How are you doing today, Jonah? I'm doing pretty well. How are you, Aaron? I'm doing good. For a Monday, I'm doing pretty well, yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're on the second round of the uh, three weeks of Freemaker adventures. Yes. Did you watch today's episode? I did watch it, and uh, it was a good one. I really liked the appearance of a species we saw in Star Wars The Clone Wars, and there was a lot of cool interactions between the characters that I applaud the writers for including because I was just like, you know, Rowan's the only kid around. Why aren't there more kids? <laughs> so yeah, that that was a great episode. Did you watch it, Aaron? I haven't had a chance yet. Shame for shame. No, I haven't, but I will. I'm only <laughs> I'm only a little behind. So, but the thing is, with these episodes coming out like day after day after day, you can't get behind because if I don't watch today's, then I'm behind to watch tomorrow's and. So it's a weird thing, this whole thing they're doing. It's throwing me off. <laughs> but some people appreciate it. They really like the the balance between, you know, weekly release versus and a um, and a Netflix you know, binge watching release. So it's somewhere in between that, and people kind of like it. Yeah, there's I'm I'm of like two opinions on this because I do like how we're getting so much content so fast, but I think what happens when you kind of when you release things like that, or even the way that it happens on Netflix is you don't get that kind of everybody watching it at the same time, everybody tweeting at the same time kind of feel you do with a weekly release. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, because even if we're trying to say, okay, we're going to re- review one of these every week, you know, there's going to be some people that aren't going to want to revisit the episodes or people that, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying it, it makes it a little bit more difficult. No, I know what you mean. You, I always like to talk things out with other people. And if I'm watching the episode at a different time than someone else, then that really doesn't happen. Right. Like I can't like start texting you and assume that you've already seen the episode. You can assume. I <laughs> can assume. <laughs> but and the other thing too I was thinking about for our reviews is – by the, because right now for this episode we're reviewing the second um the second episode that has been released which is technically right. episode 4 right mhm um but we've already watched like five episodes you've watched now yes so I it, think. it it makes yeah. it a little bit harder because you can't like speculate on stuff or be like oh i wonder if this is going to happen because we already kind of know yeah that's true so that's yeah. Yeah, I remember that because we used to, in every episode we recorded before, we kind of speculated about what was to come in a future episode based on the title description or and the episode description and the episode title. So, yeah, we can't do that. At least, maybe not with the ones we've seen, but definitely with the ones that are upcoming. At least yeah. we can do those. Yeah, I mean, I'm done. I'm done complaining, Jonah. I'm done. I, shouldn't, I mean, we begged for season two and they gave it to us. And look at me. I'm complaining. I'm sorry. Let's let's move on. So have you still been doing the uh, the live uh, builds for the for the micro fighters? I have. And the most recent one I did 
was the TIE Interceptor from Wave 1. And that was a lot of fun to put together. And the window of the front part of the uh, build, it spins. So I had a you lot of fun another spinning with that. one. Yes. <laughs> I know you love your Lego, your spinning Lego pieces. Yes. It's fun when you can spin things. <laughs> Do you have fidget so, spinners? No. Okay. See, okay, there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lego spinning is cool. Okay. I, <laughs> whereas fidget spinners, I feel like they've become this whole different thing. And I'm just like, I can't get behind that. <laughs> Careful. You're going to offend all of our fidget spinner uh, fans. <laughs> They're everywhere. Even my corner bodega store sells them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really understand the phenomenon. I was at a friend's house and their one of their children had one. And so I'm like, can I see that? I just wanted to see it. I just wanted to see what all the, the buzz was about. And I kind of spun it a couple times and I'm like, just handed it back to him. <laughs> like, I don't Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a thing, and uh, oh. I, I can't wait to see what the next thing will be for kids to, for kids today. <laughs> I can kind of connect this to Lego, actually, because I was at the Lego store the other day, and a kid came in with his mother and asked the Lego, the guy that was working at the Lego store, if they sold Lego fidget spinners. Oh, no way! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the no, guy like, just kind of looked at him like, no. <laughs> That would be kind of hard to pull off. The the Legos would, could just break. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that happened. So. <laughs> anyway, did you buy anything recently in terms of Lego? I did. Um, and I'm kind of sad to admit this because we had actually talked a little bit off air about this, and I don't want to get into too much detail about it because it's just too painful. <laughs> but I lost a Lego set and still cannot figure out what happened to it. Uh, can we play a little violin yeah. in the background? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I honestly have no idea, but somehow one of my Lego sets went missing, uh, never opened, sitting in the box ready for me to build, and one day it was just gone. So I don't know if I was transporting it to work and left it in my car and it got snagged or it got snagged in my house. I don't think that could happen, but you never know. Um, so yeah, so it went missing. It was the Phantom with that came with Thrawn and Kanan minifigs. Yes. And so it was gone and I decided that I needed to replace it. So I went out and bought the same set again. <laughs> <laughs> Because I really wanted that set, and I felt bad that I lost it, and I don't, I have no idea how it, I lost it. Maybe I'll find it, and if I do, then I'll have two sets. But um, I really, really wanted the, that set. So even though I lost it, I, I didn't want to pay the price I should have had to pay. But you know, like you try to teach your children, like if you lose it, you don't, you know, we're not going to replace it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't give yourself that rule. No, I don't have that rule for myself. So I went and replaced it. Um so that's <laughs> that's my recent Lego purchase. Um but I haven't I still haven't built it yet, but I probably should go ahead and open the thing and build it before I lose it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good idea. <laughs> but so I have a really fun idea for us to do. Okay. Uh-huh. 
and it's not gonna it's something we do right now but I will tell you my idea and then you and then we can maybe like off air do this thing and then we'll talk about it next episode okay so and I'm just totally springing this on you so for our listeners <laughs> <laughs> she has no I, know, idea. I had no idea she's completely coming. like okay <laughs> um so have you ever seen the the blind bag minifigs they do yeah okay have you ever bought any of them no <laughs> okay that's fine um so they do these blind bag minifigs for anybody that doesn't know lego has these uh they do them in series and usually they they're usually 16 but recently they've been doing like 20 but they're they're usually on some sort of theme and recently they've been doing like they did one for the batman the lego batman movie they're doing one for the lego ninjago movie and they're just these blind bags uh, each bag has one minifig in it and um but you have no idea what you're getting. You open it and then you you see. Um, I actually really enjoy the blind bag stuff. I don't collect them all, so I don't have every single one that's ever come out. But I try to get like a couple from each series, whichever ones like pique my interest. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking it would be really cool if they had a blind bag minifig series based purely on Freemaker Adventures. That would be cool. So like 16 different minifigs. Um from all coming from the freemaker show yeah so i was thinking because they're probably not going to ever do this but i was thinking we should come up with our own series of minifigs from freemaker adventures like we will come up with our 16 characters that would be in this minifig series oh that sounds like fun so and the way they usually do minifigs in these series is they try they don't just say okay like xander and you just get a xander minifig they usually try to find a unique costume that the character's wearing or have the character with a unique accessory um so instead of it just being xander it might be xander in winter gear with baby wampa oh my god like that could be one of them (laughs) that should be one of them so i thought it'd be fun for us to try to come up with a series of 16 figures, uh, you know, unique characters that maybe aren't as well known or an outfit that a character is wearing that they only wore once and then kind of reveal our 16 minifigs next episode. I love that idea. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> it just like I was thinking about it before the episode because I, I had just gotten some blind bag minifigs. I'm like, man, they should do a whole series for Freemaker Adventures. <laughs> and they should yeah, do they a movie, should. too. They they should. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we got the Lego Batman movie. We got now we're getting a Ninjago movie, which I mean, come on, Ninjago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I actually at San Diego Comic Con, I went to the Ninjago panel because Michael Kramer was on it, and he does the music for that show along with another composer, and he also does the music for Freemakers. So I went to support him, and he said some interesting things about the way he does the music for that show. And, and you know, I couldn't really just get up and leave after he talked, so I stayed for the rest of the panel. <laughs> and I, I found it very interesting. It actually made me want to go back and, and watch the series. I mean, there's so many seasons now that I don't think I can do it in one sitting, but I, I re- I'm really interested in, in pursuing it now. Yeah, my son actually has watched it, and he really enjoys it. I've tried to watch a couple episodes with him, and I just couldn't get into it. The um, It just didn't have quite the same... And maybe it's just because I don't know the subject matter enough to kind of get what's going on. 
But gotcha. I just felt like it was more geared toward um, kind of that like really young kid action thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I maybe I just didn't appreciate it as much. But I have seen the trailers for the Ninjago movie, which does look a little bit more interesting to me because the Lego movies are done so well. Um, yeah. It's got a little bit different of a feel to it than the than the animated series does. So, um, so I'll definitely go see the movie. But I'm now I feel bad for knocking on <laughs> Ninjago <laughs> because Michael Kramer has something to do with it. Sorry, Michael. I didn't mean it. It was an unfair an unfair thing for me to say. I literally have only ever seen two episodes. <laughs> and my son loves it. He's five. <laughs> so I guess you should move on to reviewing this episode. And it's the Ember Steel Blade, written by Noel Stevenson who actually worked on one of my favorite comic book series from Marvel, which is Runaways. And that's pretty awesome. And and a lot, she's, got, she's gotten a lot of attention for working on the Freemaker episode. So, you know, uh, she's getting a lot of new viewers into it from her side. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, this was a really... This was... Um, I don't know. It might currently be my favorite episode I've seen so far. Yes same yeah i don't know about the whole series yeah just this season just this season we've seen so far yeah yeah i agree yeah it it was it kind of it hit all the right notes for me so many laughs (laughs) (laughs) like i there were just moments where i I couldn't breathe because of how hard i was laughing (laughs) <laughs> and I had to go back because I was just too busy laughing to pay attention to anything that came after. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then since we mentioned the writer for this episode, I I we forgot to mention the uh, the author, the writer in the previous episode, which was Tower, uh, the Tower of Alistair Noor, and that was rent, written by John Benke. So uh, thank you writers for doing such amazing work (laughs) so uh moving on from that we have vader looking for kyber crystals for the death star 2 and there's just no luck on his end when it comes to finding these crystals (laughs) no none at all and he he has his officers the the convenience of having officers you can blame right yeah it's a (laughs) it's a staple of star wars storytelling yeah so he he's definitely uh taking it out on these guys that are doing their job really they're trying hard but he he's like i like the i like the gag of the different planets popping up what about here what about here nope no no no. (laughs) again no (laughs) you say no one more time (laughs) um and yeah the opposite of what was that? I forget what it was now, but they said the opposite of everything. <laughs> yeah, because that's right. They were saying nothing, I think, right? Yeah, nothing, nothing. nothing. <laughs> and they already said that one. <laughs> that's yeah. That was a great scene, and then it starts. He starts to choke him, and uh, of course, they get interrupted by Emperor Palpatine checking on the status, as always. And uh, everything's going good. Everything's going according to plan. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then we kick off with Cordy on the other side coming up with the plan of going to 
an auction house, an imperial auction house, since they need the ember steel blades from an old ship. Yes. The only, I mm-hmm. guess the only place they can get this stuff. or It's pretty rare, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, impossible to get. And, and on top of it, they're very expensive. So they have no choice but to go through this angle and try to get that particular ship from the auction house. Yeah, and they and Cordy, I guess, um, knows that the Rebel Alliance actually has the funding, so they actually have the money or the credits to be able to, uh, you know, support this venture. And it gives us a look at some kind of unique, or not unique, but uh, some big characters. Very briefly, we get to see Hera again, mm-hmm. we get to see Mon Mothma, and we get to see General Maydine. Who gets That's right. Coffee spewed all over him, or maybe it was, <laughs> maybe it was hot cocoa. I don't know. <laughs> it looked like calf for sure. <laughs> yeah, it stayed. I felt bad for him. It was like it didn't. It wasn't even a matter of just like a little bit of splatter. I mean, he literally got doused in the in the coffee in the Akbar's <laughs> Akbar's coffee. <laughs> yeah, that was great <laughs> for me, Dean. Though, and and it turns out this. Cordy needs about 75,000 credits, which is not really something that the Empire, that the Republic really has an abundance of. So they're trusting her with this plan, this airtight plan, by the way. Airtight, <laughs> yes. We will find out how airtight. Um, it was cool to see Hera again. I love the outfit. Uh, I, yeah. This is another, speaking of minifigs for our mini minifig series, this could be one. Yeah, you know, hair yeah, in her, her new clothes that would be sweet with that jacket. And I, I pointed it out because in previous in the previous episode she appeared in, you couldn't really see her left arm, and people really wanted to know what that patch was so that they can try to replicate it in a cosplay. And now that we finally got it, people were like, "Yes, I'm gonna try to get on this <laughs> because it, it looked like a cool symbol." I, I it doesn't mean anything to me because i i'm not sure the meaning behind it but i i'm interested to find out if that's something that you know pops up later on at some point yeah it's very it's a very simple symbol mm-hmm. and I, i'm curious as to find out what it means or if it's just a um, indication of rank or or what but yeah it's very it's there's not a lot to it so it should be pretty easy to replicate for costuming yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, Cordy gets those credits and takes her team off to uh, carry out that plan. And she has the, she has it everything lined up where she even has the costumes down as well. <laughs> Some interesting costuming here. Yeah. Very, very reminiscent of uh, Naboo. Yes. What you yeah. see with the. A lot of purple going on, so you didn't see purple on Naboo, but the the outfits, not only her dress, but also uh, Rowan and, and Xander's kind of, I don't know, I guess they were supposed to look like guards? Yeah, something like that. But they kind of had her, those... Her underlings. Her underlings, <laughs> yeah, right. But they kind of had those same hats that you would see on the Naboo uh, guards. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely thought Naboo when I saw that. The silhouette was very similar and Cordy's dress and even her uh, hairstyle 
was very Padme. Right. And uh, I really like that because, you know, given what we saw in the previous episode, in the previous season with her going crazy over Padme's dresses, mm-hmm. um, maybe that was her inspiration. <laughs> I feel like Cordy's a big Padme fan. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. yeah. And she likes it. It's good to see her get excited about being able to dress up because in her, in, in her occupation, she doesn't really get the opportunity, you would think, too much. So she she will jump at an opportunity to to put on a nice dress and go to a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always love that that little piece of hair of hers is very uh, active. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's constantly flipping it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna bring that up too because it's something that I don't know why, but it hasn't really stood out to me until this episode. Gotcha. Like I know it's happened before. I know this isn't the first episode that that she's had that little piece of hair kind of fall down. But with Lego, you know, usually, and for the most part, I think with almost every character that we've seen in the show, they have a very solid, you know, hairpiece. Yeah. You know, even to the point of we've seen them like take it off and like tap the dust off of it. Um, <laughs> but hers is the one that does have a little bit of movement to it. And she always has that piece that kind of falls down on her face. And I felt like this episode, for whatever reason, it really stood out to me. Um, there had to have been like 10 different times that she kind of knocked that thing out of her face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, moving on, we have her taking up the persona of Princess Alo Cortesi of Zolan, <laughs> <laughs> who happens to be a Claudite, so she can pull off the human look and get offended when people tell her to change into her natural state. <laughs> yeah, this was a really cool th- part, and I love the the inclusion of a Claudite. Here, just I don't know. That's that is a species in Star Wars that it's not like you know Rodians or Thorians or you know Bith, where you see kind of a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like this is a very unique uh, species that we've I think we've really only ever seen a few times. You know, I know they had that character in the Clone Wars, and then you have obviously the character from Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. but it's not a very common character to pop up. So I thought it was cool to see. Not only she mentions the species name, but then you actually have the the princess show up later yes. on, and you know you can see very much based on her face that she was a Claudite. Yeah, in her imperial profile, <laughs> 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 and so she feels like she has to think quick on her toes, and she's like, uh, she, uh, she calls the emperor, <laughs> and she starts to fake dial, <laughs> and she's. <laughs> She goes beep boop beep Yes. Oh my gosh! And it reminded me of was it? It was one of the shorts where Roger was the astromech <laughs> in yeah. the I think it was the Y wing bomber. And and oh my gosh, they're just so hilarious when they pretend to do things like that. Yeah, yeah, I was laughing at that as well. <laughs> Um, and so they they managed to get in with her awesomeness and confidence, and and then the real Claudite princess shows up, <laughs> and she gets arrested and taken away. Yeah, and the stormtrooper literally just lifts her up and put him over, put her over his shoulder, and, and yeah. carries her off. <laughs> In a very ungraceful manner. <laughs> and and then you know she, they think they they have it okay that everything's gonna go according to plan and i love that she says who could ever suspect i'm really just little old cordy freemaker and then that's when it transitions over to 
some of our favorite characters. Yes. Ignacio Wharton of the Core World Whartons. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Outer Rim Whartons. <laughs> exactly. They don't associate themselves with those Whartons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, I loved seeing him again. And I, I remember when when I was watching that episode, I think it was late at night, because uh, I knew that it was going to come up at midnight on my on demand, and I could I had to like muffle my laughs because people are sleeping in my house. <laughs> and and when I saw him, I was like, yes, <laughs> Ignacio Wharton. <laughs> Iggy. Iggy, yeah. <laughs> and then we have Wick Cooper, who's the intergalactic bon vivant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, Wick. And, and of course, Grabala, whose name you can find under G. Under G, yes. <laughs> I'm going to use that line. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Goins, I'm on the list. Look under G. Under G. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was so good. Yes, I, it was very a nice transition because you have Cordy, who's kind of like, oh, nobody's going to be here that recognizes us. And then suddenly we get all of these characters coming. Yeah. Ignacio, <laughs> Wick, Grabala. And then, of course, with Grabala comes Yeppo and Ram and Bash and all of our favorites. Yeah, yeah. And Dengar is sleeping it off somewhere. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, And then... Xander gets super excited when he sees all the different ships that are going to be auctioned off. And this is where I started to think, uh, th there's, I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cordy had it under control, and then she lost control Yeah, when they yeah. handed this over to, to Xander and Rowan. And it's, it's sad because Xander really is the one that, because even Rowan was much more responsible than his older brother. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Xander, he's no, no, no. <laughs> but his love for ships, it could not be contained. Yeah, it, it blinds him. <laughs> and I loved, loved, loved the part where they're sitting in their seats and the bidding is starting and he hears the prices and they're very low according to him but he doesn't get the concept that they're saying these things in in thousands rather than just the the two digit number and and he's talking to Rowan saying that it's okay it's okay and his his right hand is slowly moving up to place the first <laughs> bit <laughs> that got me so much <laughs> Oh, Xander. <laughs> Never change. <laughs> and and then Cordy's upstairs in the luxury of the auction house, the, the luxury side of it. And I love that she's presented with this tray of food and she starts like... <laughs> she just, just goes to town. Exactly. Just vacuuming everything up. <laughs> I was like, where's the luxury in that, Cordy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently um, <laughs> Xander can't uh, resist a starship and she can't resist a tray of uh, hors d'oeuvres. Exactly. <laughs> and and then she starts to see these familiar faces. She sees Ignacio, she sees Wick, and she bumps into Grabala. Yes. I, and before we 
move beyond Wick's uh, line. (laughs) Why anyone would choose to be poor is beyond me. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, Wick. Oh, gosh. Like, it brings tears to my eyes. Like, happy tears. I know. (laughs) Such a good Uh, character. (laughs) So good. And and yeah, I that de- I would definitely want him as a minifig with uh some a crate of money beside him. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh Grabala, you know, he gets tricked and by Cordy because she starts to play along with her character and he starts to Talk about his beachside <laughs> resort and cafe. <laughs> he can't resist doing the sales pitch. And buffet, I should say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he can't resist, and he ends up showing her like a little PowerPoint slide presentation. <laughs> <laughs> Yuppo's got the tablet there ready. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that one of the things that they're gonna feature at this beachside resort and buffet is a uh, basilisk masseuse. <laughs> right. <laughs> the way he described that, he's like, "What's that? Who's at the door? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on in." It's a basilisk with oh man. <laughs> uh, and and Cordy, at, in the, at the same time you have Xander just bidding on all these ships because he thinks he's only paying sixty five credits, thirty five credits here, and and the um, the person responsible for taking the money comes up to him and says sixty five thousand, <laughs> and then that's when he realizes that yeah he's made a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and they only had seventy five thousand, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they, he, the guy took the case, took out the credits, and then gave him the rest. <laughs> gave him his change. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and and Cordy has no choice but to excuse herself and head down to Xander, where she says my favorite line, and she says, "You've let, uh, you've let a lot of air into my airtight plan." <laughs> 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 oh gosh like i've never thought to say something like that where you know i've heard airtight plan before but i've never really thought of the opposite of it where you let air in that's that the plan is compromised <laughs> was this the part where xander said something like uh you need air to breathe so yes <laughs> this could be a good thing this could be a good thing <laughs> Oh, man. And at the same time, you also have Ram and Bash getting food from the buffet. And they get their Maigito burrito yes. and their Corn Mino dog. Corn Mino dog. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at the Maigito burrito, but then when they said Corn Mino dog, I, I, I lost it. <laughs> and I'm thinking that's a play on Camino, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cornmino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless there's a whole other planet called Cornmino. No, no, it would not be as funny. <laughs> <laughs> it did and... not look very appetizing. The no. Cornmino dog. Well, I mean, it looked purpley and it had sprinkle like things attached to it. It looked like a Pop Tart on a stick. 
It did. But, I would like that. But I mean, I'm imagining like a hot dog, so I'm like not thinking that those two things go well together. <laughs> I'll try it. <laughs> Pop tart hot dog. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and and then as they're walking into the auction area, he raises his burrito hand. <laughs> <laughs> And the auctioneer actually, I forget, I forgot to look up to see who voices him, but the auctioneer cracked me up because he had this way of saying, of ending his lines in in a hysterical way. Um, and I forget what he says. Oh, when he says, um, unhealthy snacks. Yeah. <laughs> to, to... Rav and Bash and the guy with the jello, the the purple jacket, <laughs> and there was something about that character that just made me laugh so much. He looked like Boss Nass. He did. I guess yeah. he's supposed to be of that of that species, right? I, you know what, I'm not sure, but yeah, he gave me that impression. Yeah, I think I I couldn't place another species that it would have would have worked to be that character. I don't know. He looked he looked like he was from the the higher cast of, of Jar Jar Binks species. <laughs> of the Gungans. The Gungans. Man, I was blanking on the name. I was trying to play it off. <laughs> <laughs> Gungans, yes, I know that. <laughs> and and then Cordy tries to fix this situation that Xander has put them in. And she goes to approach Grabala about his beachside resort and buffet. And she tries to trade her ship for the one that she really wants, which is the one with the amber seal wings. And makes the mistake of telling Grabala that her family is very, very wealthy. Oh, yeah. Which kind of turns the tables. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I really loved about this episode was that every time Cordy found herself in a predicament, she would turn the table. She would turn it so that it could work to her advantage. And she was really quick on her toes. And um, and not once did she freak out. She would always keep her cool. And I really love that about her character. Yeah, and it's been consistent with her character throughout the whole series. Uh, she doesn't get ruffled very easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she gets taken by... Grabala and her and and his uh, goons and I love that as they're leaving we switch on over to Roger who hasn't really been present um, in this episode so far and he's talking to a mop (laughs) yeah what is Roger doing in his spare time here like (laughs) they need to get him a friend but it's not just any mop. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Mon Mop Mop. <laughs> that, I, oh my gosh, I think I had, um, I, I must have woken up someone at that point. Um, because I, that was just too funny to me. And I did not see that coming at all. <laughs> and he was like, it was almost like he got caught, you know? When they yeah. showed up, he's like, oh, and he, like, you know, hides Mon Mopma really quick. Like, we'll, we'll finish this later. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Roger's daydreaming was, yeah, was definitely a favorite scene of mine. <laughs> it was it was definitely a Roger Light episode, though. 
It really was. We yeah. Really didn't but didn't get much with him. When he did show up, it was, you know, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and and then so Grabala ends up calling the Claudite family and the oh, service, yeah. <laughs> the phone call service. You know, everyone's done that. You know, you call this hotline or whatever it is, the customer service line, and you have no choice but to talk to a computer, and you want the representative. <laughs> just hit, you keep hitting zero. Like, come on, just go straight to the person. Just let me talk to a person. And like, and sometimes that doesn't even work. You I have know. to see representative. And so I remember doing that one time. I forget with what. Uh, customer service line it was but I kept having to say representative until it finally took me to representative <laughs> <laughs> and I remember yelling it out too with as Grabala did it so that's oh man I really identified with that scene <laughs> yeah and you know the voice was actually Vanessa Marshall oh really yeah yeah I did not pick up on that <laughs> And, uh, but, you know, getting to the particular point in that call actually wouldn't help Grabala and Cordy points that out for him. (laughs) Was it Ransom? Family family for Ransom? (laughs) Yeah. If you're trying to ransom a family member. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hit three. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And and so Dengar is told to, you know, take some initiative, do something that doesn't require me telling you what to do. <laughs> uh, he's so great. Dengar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how, like, cavalier he is in this. He just doesn't care. He's like, whatever. Yeah, I love that. And I love that he was eating a Cornmino dog while doing it. <laughs> He's always eating something. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I miss his little teddy bear. Yeah, it's in a <laughs> ship, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they have to go out and uh, stop Cordy and stop Xander and Rowan from trying to rescue Cordy, who actually doesn't need any rescuing because... She's totally got this situation again under under control, and she starts to do a business assessment for, for Grabala, which cost many people their lives. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about the poor guy that got thrown off the tower um, by Vader in the one episode. Yeah, saying, "Oh, we hope maybe he landed in a speeder or something." But these guys, they all just got shot out the airlock. Yeah, they did. I mean, the body count for Freebaker Adventures is rising. It's... <laughs> the minifig. The minifig <laughs> body count is. <laughs> oh gosh! It really and, took it up a notch. And when when Rowan says, "Are they shooting people, people at us?" <laughs> Bouncing off the windscreen. So oh, good. Man. <laughs> And and in the process of Cordy going around and telling Garbala what's best, uh, she sees Nare. Oh yeah, Nare, the Nare uh, cameo. Yeah, yeah, in her frozen carbonite state. <laughs> so now we know where she's at. Exactly, hanging hanging pretty on his wall. <laughs> I would love for there to be a Nare return. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that. I was thinking, um, what if there's 
an episode or even <clears throat> another instance where uh, Grabala's ship gets destroyed or taken down and and somehow her uh, frozen, her carbon, fr- ah, what was it? Carbon, carbonite. carbonite. Yeah, gets undone and and she gets loose that way. Well, you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, we'll know in a couple weeks. My mind was wandering when I saw that. I was like, oh, I wonder if she can get, you know, out of there at some point. (laughs) Yeah, I would love for there to be some sort of return for that character. As much as she was a bad guy, I don't want her to be stuck in Carbonite forever. That's kind of a tragic way to go. But then I can also see them after, if she were to come out of that, she was, I can take her, I can see her. Maybe like falling off a cliff because of the blind sickness that you get from it. <laughs> well, that's cruel. Oh, but you know she'll survive. Sure, yeah. <laughs> she's a mini fig. I, I can just see them, you know, like zoomed in on her as she's trying to find her way, and then zoom out when she just falls off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, those are the little stories that go on in my head. <laughs> They could play off the whole Han Solo Boba Fett scene, you know, where where Han Solo like blindly takes out Boba Fett. He's like Boba Fett, Boba Fett. Where? Where? <laughs> they could have they could have something go on there. She's like Roger, Roger. Where? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Spins around with Mop Mothma and knocks her into the pit. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, that's also cruel. <laughs> <laughs> We're just writing the show for you guys. And so Cordy manages to impress Garbala enough to the point where she chains him up and takes the ship for herself. Yes. Yeah, the you get you get the line from Garbala. I can't believe I fell for that. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz he thought he had the best of them, you know, they show up and they're like going to rescue her and he's like, "Aha, she just looks like your sister." <laughs> But he did. He fell for it. But that was because she's so good at what she does. She's really good at convincing people that she's not who she says. You know, she's not who she really is and whatnot. So it's it's she's a fun character. I really love her. As a Lego collector, I appreciated the because a lot of times when they have a minifig that's wearing a dress, the the piece so you have the upper body that's the normal minifig, but then you have the dress piece that's just like a slope. A sloped lego piece yeah <laughs> um and the fact that like she kind of runs off and then that it leaves that piece behind and then during the scuffle it like falls over and you can actually see kind of the the bottom of the piece and i thought that was pretty cool yeah yeah that was a cool uh little scene that they added there <laughs> and i love that xander in the process of trying to escape he's assigning everyone to a ship and he he says that he's going to take the ship that he came in and as he's saying that Dengar comes in and crushes that ship <laughs> and that no that Eugene Bird did cracks me up <laughs> it was so perfect <laughs> like I would love to see footage of them recording these lines because I can I, I can see them like uh, their whole body twisting as they say their lines and whatnot, and it's just so so funny. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe on the uh, season two Blu-ray. Maybe. We can only hope. <laughs> and at the same time, you have Grabala telling his gang to go get them. <laughs> but then Ram and Bash aren't, aren't up for it because they need to talk about compensation packages. Yeah. <laughs> In light of the recent cutbacks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dengar, you know, chimes in saying that, you know, this is a hostile working environment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, so good. And the Freemakers, thankfully, yay, they get their Ember Steel wings. Yes, they need the they need the Ember Steel to to build, I guess, that kind of blade part of the arrowhead. Yeah, yeah. And I love that when when we first saw Rowan thinking of this, of conceiving this image of the ship, um, it gave you the impression that he was going to build it, you know, from beginning to end. But so far it's been a teamwork uh, project. And I really like that it's it's not just him it's it's also his family and his friends contributing to this ship yeah that's true I, I hadn't really thought of that because i think based on the previews i just assumed that they were going to get the parts and everything and then he was just going to do his kind of force building thing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. build it all himself but yeah it's it's cool that they're showing the slow progression of the build and you can see kind of the framework of the ship now but it's still very far from being completed Exactly. Yeah. And and then you have Grabala being contacted by Jabba and told that he has a business, a new business opportunity, and it turns out to be Vader of all people. <laughs> right. Looking for See? his mining expertise. Yeah. <laughs> and and gosh, the the whole like last five seconds of that show with him complimenting Vader about his buttons and you know his mask and his his cape and whatnot (laughs) yes that whole yes that dialogue at the very end was golden yeah (laughs) what's mind is yours (laughs) just a little bit of mining humor mining humor did you like it it's hard to tell with that mask (laughs) i like your chest buttons I was cracking up as the as that whole thing was ending. I was just cracking up. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was definitely one of my my top favorite episodes of the series, and definitely top favorite for the season so far. Yeah, I mean you can't go wrong with Gerbala, and this whole episode was just full of you know cameos. Even just even though Wick Cooper only showed up for like one or two scenes how they used him was like so perfect yeah (laughs) and we get ram and bash who we love to always see come back um so yeah this this episode brought back so many fun characters and then you even got kind of the job of the hut cameo at the end and vader was in it and then even though they drop a line about boba fett at one point which i thought was really funny oh yeah (laughs) where he's like he's no boba fett he's like oh i know (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was a great one. So, and yeah, yeah they, is... they they cram in a lot of things, but it never feels like it's too much. Yeah, it didn't feel forced at all. It was just this one was high in the humor. 
Yeah. You know, the, the, the last episode had, you know, any episode of Freemaker Adventures is going to be funny, but the last episode um, had more of that kind of adventure feel to it. And you go to the Jedi City and all of that. And they had, you know, the facing off of MOC. And then you have this episode where MOC was nowhere to be found. You didn't have that kind of impending threat, a more dramatic kind of episode. This was all just really humorous. Um, and it that's one thing I love about Freemaker Adventures because both types of storytelling work so well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, this was a good one. I, uh, hands down, a great, great episode. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the next one is The Storms of Tall. The Storms of Tall. Yeah. So that one, that one has what you have been referring to earlier, which is the whole MOC and impending doom. So we'll get more of the adventure feel next next episode. Nice. I'm trying to remember. I have seen that episode, but I'm trying to like remember what happened. Uh, the lightning storms on the ascetic planet. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to talking about that one. Yeah, yeah, that now, was a great one too. I need to go watch today's episode so I don't get behind. <laughs> so I'll be doing that tonight after yes, we're done you recording. Do that. <laughs> and then, I already uh, did my homework, so did, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're gonna watch them again. Oh yeah, yeah, know, before for sure. we record the episode about it. So, uh, but yeah, I definitely need to catch up on that. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's also a the the uh, t- live tweeting is also a good way for me to rewatch it and uh, focus on specific scenes because it's um it, it helps with the the whole podcasting part later on. <laughs> yeah, so we are just as a reminder to the listeners, we are doing a live tweeting session of the episode that we are going to be recording um, every Monday at seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be doing that along with every episode recording, we'll be doing that live tweeting at seven. So, and we'll be tweeting that out to remind everybody. Um, so, so you guys will, can remember to jump in and uh, join us. Yeah. I tweet a lot. So (laughs) if I tweet too much, let me know, (laughs) but I I do it so that people can, you know, participate and set reminders for people like, Hey, the episode's airing right now. Go ahead and watch it. (laughs) And in the meantime, we can, Think about our minifig series. Yes. And if anybody, any of you listeners have really good ideas for minifigs, that would be cool to have in a blind bag minifig series based on the Freemaker Adventures. Send us those. Send us tweets um, or on Facebook or over email, however you want to communicate with us. Uh, Give us your ideas for that stuff as well. Yeah, I'd love that. All right. Well, are we ready to wrap this up? Yes, I think we are ready. All right. Well, as usual, you can find our show on iTunes, and you can leave us a review over there. So if you listen to our podcast and you enjoy it, we'd love for you to head over there and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash starscavengers. or on Twitter, at starscavengers. You can shoot us an email, starscavengers at gmail.com, and you can find all of our episodes on our website, www.starscavengers.com. And until next time, be a builder and don't mess with the Freemakers. Makers.